0: I'm going to talk to this half right over here because that half good. And who told these people that I was preaching? Like that whole section you No know, you know, uh, What happened? I said, no one wants <laughs> uh, All right, are we dismissing the little ones? Or no? Yes? No? Yep. Yeah? I don't know. Yeah. What's supposed to happen right now? We'll I mean, I'm in charge, but I don't always remember it. starting second grade, we would love to have them here at this time. Our controllers are Matthew Bailey, Madeline Sonner, and Levin. All right! Man, it's not super loud. Let's do it again. I know, right? Okay. Ooh, I didn't see kids running. You're this taller. <laughs> 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 Don't say that, Haley Owen, come with me. <laughs> it took a minute to get started, but I don't know what happened, but now we are real into That's a good problem to have, amen? I'll come back to this side then. That's a good problem to have, amen? Amen. Thank you. It is a joy to give the server in a church that has that many little ones uh, going to schools, impacting the streets, and on fire for Jesus. It's nice to let that many of them go, not because it's nice for them to be gone. Amen. I promise my wife no jokes. looks like I failed. All right, it's Honor and Step Up Sunday. Luke got stuck at work, and I got the opportunity to preach. And at first, I was scared, but then I got excited for the opportunity, amen? Amen. All right, so we have two big ones. We have two big ones um, that that I need to speak to. I want to speak to directly for a minute. So Caleb and Maddie, I love y'all. It's not weird, but it's the last time I can embarrass you. Can y'all come sit right here just for a little bit? Oh, here, here's the thing, right, so so Luke texted me Wednesday afternoon, and he's like, man, it's, it's not looking good, the guy that I normally switch with um, is, is not going to right over there, is fine, you, you, I, you don't need to face the, the congregation, that would be real weird, um, <laughs> yeah. but my message this morning is for you guys, and then I, I may try to give some adult to it, but when he texted me, I'm like, whoa, I started freaking out immediately, and I'm like, wait, I, I, I'm going to have to go back and see, because you know Luke speaks eloquently, I don't know if y'all know this or not, But when it's time to put words together that mean something, he's much better than me. Much. So I said, this is a big Sunday, like the college kids send off. And he said, it's it's no problem. And then I thought, wait a minute, that's my favorite age group. So I don't know if y'all know this, but my favorite age group is middle school and high school. Um, Not just because I'm immature, like middle schoolers, but because I... You know it's true, you know what's happening. Put your hands up like you're not immature. We have a saying, don't be a sixth grader. It's been a long time since you've been there, and those that are in sixth grade understand what that means. But it's my favorite age group for the simple fact that it is it is the last little bit of formidable years um, that we've got influence and that have a lot of influence from the world. Um, They're getting pulled in every direction starting in sixth grade and middle school. Um, kids are rude, uh, life is not grand, and um, sometimes Trying to use my words correctly, but sometimes people aren't nice. In middle school, is that way, and it gets even worse as you go into high school. Y'all don't have to say amen because you know it's true. Amen. Yeah. You know, you know it's true. And and so this week, I said, okay, um, Lord, but how do I pray to college kids that are getting ready to leave and go out into the the, the beautiful free world that are, that are graduating high school and entering adulthood? That's not funny. It's a big deal. And it's not as fun as you think it's going to be. But I, 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 I had to take my perspective for a minute back to, I am thankful for the opportunity to be the one to get to bring a message, and I said, um, I, I, Lord, I, but I need you to tell me what I've got to preach, because I, I I do this on my own sometimes, and I fail. When I do this on my own, um, I fumble through notes, like I, I got that much, and, and so um, I've got a hard stop in 20 minutes, um, because one of them has to get on the road to college, but wanted to be here this morning, so somebody's got to get down and eat and be on the road a little bit, so I'm trying to have a hard stop at 11.45-ish, so I'm going to get to the point, so I started praying since Wednesday, and I said, Lord, what do I talk about with these kids, what do I talk about with these kids that are headed out into the world, because now it's time that you're not going to have your parents there as that influence immediately, they're not going to be right by your side, you're going to get stuck making decisions um, that you thought you always wanted to make, that you're not going to really want to make, but they're going to be there Like that's gonna be life. You're gonna get into influence and times and decisions that you're going to have to do them for yourself. And that is not scary to you right now, but at some point you'll realize that, man, I need to figure out where I'm grounded at. And that's being grounded in the Holy Spirit. And that's what I came back to all week long. So I I would be remiss if I didn't use scripture to back up what I want. You agree with that? So before, I gotta pull my glasses. Some things that happen once you turn 40. So rushing this 18, 19, or whatever you go, Lord. I thought last night was a good time. My message wasn't there yet, so uh, I drank coffee at 10.30. And that's never given me a problem before. Um, but I got to a point in my sermon prep, and I was like, you know what, I'm satisfied where I think that I'm at like 2.45 this morning. So I said, I'm gonna go to bed. So I went to bed, and my wife's there, and I've got two dogs in the bed. And I wrestled both of those dogs because I couldn't fall asleep till 4.40 this morning. And I got up at 7.30. So. I got the jitters from the coffee and all of this last night of this morning, so just buckle up. We've got a timeline, and we've got a very important message to give to you. So I'm going to hit a couple of pieces of scripture that I wrote down that I said, if I was to keep something in my pocket on what's going to help me moving forward, and I think all of these five go together. Um, if you've got them up there, I won't have to flip them here, but Romans 12.12 12 says, Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. There will be a theme. Romans 5, 3 through 5. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character and character hope. Back that up one more time. I've preached this piece for a minute, and I love it, but I'm a visual. So if you take nothing this morning, um, I want you to see a big circle. Because I have to see this as a circle. Because suffering, tribulation, trials, issues in life... They're not fun, right, but if you see how this thing goes full circle, that the suffering produces endurance or perseverance, whatever you want to call it, depending on your translation, that means I can do it over and over and over again, and I'm getting used to it, I understand it, I'm more prepared for it, and then that endurance produces character, which is something that is not hard, or not easy to build, and it's easily broken, but that produces character, and character produces hope, and I see this as a big circle, because I have to get into tribulations, and I have to have hope. Because that hope in the beginning of the tribulation or whatever trial or whatever downturn or whatever, whatever is about to come your way. You've got to start it and go, but I have hope. Where does your hope come from? We'll get that here in a minute. Uh, First Peter 315. And ooh, first Peter 315. But in your heart's honor, Christ the Lord is holy. This is my favorite. You're moving off. Taking your first step into growing up, into college. And it says, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Luke 6.45. This has always been my favorite. This has always been one of the ones that hurts my feelings um, because this is your true self. And it gets me in trouble often. It says, the good person out of the good treasure in his heart produces good. And the evil person out of the evil in his treasure produces evil for out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. And if you go back to an older translation, it says out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Uh, and that, that's one that does get me in trouble every once in a while, because you, your mouth will wholeheartedly tell what's on your heart, right? So I, I promise I'm, I'm gonna get to a point when it's all said and done. First uh, Thessalonians five, rejoice always. I like to leader that. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, Give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I'm probably one of the deeper places that I would ever preach. And we won't dig in that deep this morning in that. But people always want to know, am I doing the will of God? Am I in God's will? Am I doing God's will? You know, should I turn left? Should I turn right? I don't know what God's will. God's will is there. Go back to the beginning of that. Oh, give thanks. Hang on, where are we at? First Thessalonians. Give, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So, you can take that up. So here I am, praying for what I'm talking about. What makes sense that I can talk to kids that are headed to college, that are about to be adults, and make it make sense, make it easy enough that they can take with them to go, that matters. But also make it applicable to some of the older ones in the room. (coughs) I forgot my eyebrows, you (laughs) back? I promise you, I don't need the coffee, but we're doing <laughs> 15 minutes, no problem. So here I am praying about what's happening. I really want to be working on the sermon, but I'm forced at work on Friday to be playing golf with some co-workers. It's mandatory. <laughs> right. So here I am. And so I'm out there thinking about what's happening. And, you know, I, I-, I pray all week long. God, you know that... Everything that I think of, you're going to change. Just tell me what you want me to preach, because I want to figure out what you want to say. Thankfully, these words are not one, and, and, and I'm, I'm not a proponent of this, but I'm going to tell you right now that I heard something that I don't believe how and where I heard it had a spiritual connotation, but it knocked me out. It absolutely knocked me out. I was on TikTok. There we go, see that, full circle? Full circle back to your age. I was on TikTok because I was just taking a mental break for a minute of what I needed to preach this morning because I didn't have it yet. And this guy comes on and he gives this illustration and I stopped. And I played it again. And I stopped and I said, okay, okay. That will preach. Whether his context had anything to do with the spirit or not, that will preach. So you may have heard this, but I've never heard this, and I'm 41. And I tell you what, when that illustration came across, I I said, "Tick -tick, tock, you didn't do (laughs) right." Okay. So so the illustration was endurance, perseverance, making our way to hope. We're we're trying to get a theme here, and we got 15 minutes to get there. But he starts with this illustration. He said, "Take three things. Boiling water is the trial." You take a carrot, you put it in boiling water, what's that carrot do? It's soft, right? Happens. You take an egg, you put that egg in boiling water, what's it do? It's hard. You take a coffee bean and you put it in water, what's that do? Changes the water. It may not hit you like it hit me, maybe this guy is more eloquently speaking, but he said take three separate things in the same Environment and in the same pressure of hot water, and I've got three different outcomes. So he said, What are you today, a carrot, an egg, or a coffee bean? And I said, Man, hang on, that's that's problem. That's deep, right? So here I am, all week long, or at least since Wednesday afternoon, praying. And what can I say that matters that they can take that's not so super deep? Because y'all got a million things on your mind. But I want y'all to head to college, and I want you to think about: Are you a carrot, an egg, or a cup? of do You want to hold this one? It makes us all feel better. All right. Well, you think about it for a minute. So I said, "Well, hang on, I." I I don't follow this guy. I don't follow anything on TikTok. But I don't follow this guy on TikTok, so I don't know. I don't know his heart. I don't know his intention. It's a very good motivational speech. Came from a guy that got 67 years in prison, got out in six. Like it is epic. It's in. It's in the entire sports arena. If you're into football, things like that. There's been a book written about it. But it's been off my radar. So I don't know what his context was. But I said, boy, that can be used in the church. Amen. Thank you. I would be there. So if you take this carrot, a lot of times we get into the pressures of life. That's that boiling water. That's that tribulation. That's that hope that we're trying to get back to. A lot of times we get into that boiling water and we get down in there and we take all that influence and all that pressure of life and we get soft. Amen? From a Christ perspective, we let all of these influences happen. Listen, it's 2022. The world today is getting a, a far more pride away from the Bible. We can say amen to that, right? I'll come to this side too, so y'all can make sure you hear that. So, in 2022, the society as a whole is moving a whole lot further away from the Bible, day in and day out. Amen. Amen. You see it on what we're trying to do in legislation. Not you. You see in what America's trying to do and mandate as normal that God says is not normal. And the problem is, is we have a ton of Christians that are like carrots. They just get into that and they go, all right, I'll take a little. I'll take a little. I'll take a little and they turn into a carrot. Amen? Right. But, on the flip side of that, we've got eggs. That was the visual effect I was going for, so I'm good with that. I'm not throwing any more. On the flip side of that, we've got an F, right? And listen, I love that the Bible teaches us back how to stay in the Word, right? I love it. And I love a good visual that leaves you guys going, I know what he meant, and that's all that I care about. And if you sat with me upstairs, sometimes it's four minutes, sometimes it's 48 minutes. But sometimes you get into church and Christians turn into eggs. They don't don't just get soft, they get hard, they get mad at God. We've all been in these situations. We've been carrots, we've been eggs, and we wanna be coffee beans. I just ruined the ending, which we'll get to here in a minute. We wanna be coffee beans, but sometimes we are eggs. Sometimes we get into that boiling water and we see all those tribulations and those trials and all those things, and we say, God, but why do you make me do this? Yet, everything that we just read in his Word says we did this on purpose. I gave you that trial on purpose, because you can't get hope Until you've been through trial Yes, and I didn't have to ask for it right there That is the spot You can't get hope Unless you've been through trial Knowing that God was there in the bottom of the pit With his hand going, well it took you so long to get here Let's go now, it's time to get out Because you've got to go through it You've got to understand it If you've read anything in the Bible You know that he is the refiner of fire He will purify us from the inside out And it is not always pleasant Say amen to that Absolutely not always pleasant. But we've got to get back to that big circle again. It's my mind, right? It's that big circle that, uh, okay, this is not cool, um, but I'm learning how to endure it. And out of that is character. So here's the problem. You guys are getting ready to head into a world that you are not going to have the safety net of what you've had up until today. I believe, without a shadow of a doubt, up until today, you've got a church body that loves you, that's near you. You've got a family structure that's close by and, and near you. And you're not going to have that as easily. I don't mean that to be like weird sounding, but just know you're headed into a place where you get to make those decisions. And the the thing that got me and and it it gutted me from the inside, because sometimes as adults we forget this, but it's what I want you to hear. You guys are headed off into a territory where you're going to be forced to make decisions and make a new name for yourself. And there's only one constant thing that you're taking with you, and that's the spirit. The Holy Spirit that indwells in you is the same here as it will be there. Your mom ain't gonna be there. Your pastor ain't gonna be there. All these people ain't gonna be there. Yes, they're a phone call away, but you're gonna have to be forced to make a few decisions that you're either gonna love or you're gonna hate. But you're gonna know that you've always got that one spot. And if I tell you anything this morning to get back to that point is that Holy Spirit that I know both of you have that indwells inside of you is what makes that coffee beans flavor. So you have to stop this. This is great. This was worth the 10 bucks. I don't have a fancy coffee pot at my house, but I can grind these, so if anybody has a coffee, I put my fingers in it, and I want Now, you can take these with you if you want to take them to college, but just hold on do. because this works fine. Look at that. Come on, tell me this won't preach, right? So what we would like to be is not the enemy. What we desire to be in every ounce of that stuff that I've preached out of the Bible there, um, we don't want to be a carrier. But it happens sometimes. We don't want to be an egg, but it happens sometimes. We want to be that coffee bean. You guys are getting ready to go to a new place around new people that don't fully know you. And you have the power already indwelling in you to change the water. You don't have to succumb to what's happening at school because it's going to happen. I don't care if you go to the best the worst, the whatever you do next, I don't care if it's trade school, adult life, I don't care if it's a job. You have the power in that coffee bean, in the Holy Spirit that is indwelling inside of you to change the water around you. And you have a clean slate from day one to build that character piece. The problem is it's not going to be fun or easy. The problem is, is those trials and tribulations the devil loves to be there. And, but you know you. God, and they say that God's never going to give you more than you can handle, right? No, that's not true. Thank you for that, whoever that was. That was my point, but I appreciate the honesty right here. Whoever they are that said that, they are wrong. God will absolutely give you more than you can physically handle to know if you are a carrot, an egg, or a coffee bean. Because if you get to the point of knowing, I can't handle this, I've only got one place to run. Your mom's not there. She's had a phone call. Your sister might be there, but you've got the Holy Spirit. The one thing you get to take with you that is a constant is that Spirit lives in you. You draw backwards. Prayer room, prayer closet, whatever, conversationalist, it doesn't matter. You get back to that Holy Spirit. And I promise this will have a point to the adults too. Some of y'all might not be grasping it as a thing right in a second. But that's the point that I would like to give you. I'm going to send you those couple of scripture pieces because Luke would say we're going to do like cool things and we're going to send you things and we're going to put all this together. But I'll I'll know what that will be. I want you to know the word and I want you to know that God is with you and he's headed on your journey. You've got unknown territory happening. We're going to pray over you here in a minute because it's important but I promised your mom that that you would be eating by 1145. So I've still got four minutes to drive this home because sometimes we don't have to beat up a point. Sometimes, if if it's anything like this to you, when I heard this the first time, I said, Lord, am I a carrot, an egg, or a coffee bean? And I'm gonna pause for a minute with you guys and and I'm gonna go to you and I'm gonna say, As a church body, as a band of believers, as adults, the things that we go through in the trials and tribulations. um, I don't have the time this morning to talk about it, but what if I start grinding some of these coffee beans? Yeah, that's good. Preach, Justin. I like you. That one coffee bean will definitely start to turn that water around. Right? I put boiling water in there, it's gonna start to tint that water. Just one. Glad that's hard boiled. Don't be anybody. One coffee bean is going to start, you can start walking this way, I see you standing back here, you can, I'm going to land this plane, we're going to <clears throat> This one coffee bean will start to turn the water. Golly, tell me that doesn't preach. Look at that bowl, if I was to have the time to go get boiling water and just let it sit here and you let it permeate. That's, that's the word, I like it. It didn't feel like the right word as it came out. But look at the whole thing, right? What if we put boiling water? What are we supposed to be as a church body? Now, I'm going to preach for a minute, but what if we were to grind all those up as a church body? And this little bucket right here is HBC. And, and I'm going to talk for a minute, and, I, and I'm not giving out an advertisement to what you do, but but what do you do to be a coffee bean? What do you do every day to change the water around you? Spread. Right. So, so this is an internal question that you don't have to say out loud for a minute, but I want you to leave here today. You could take a carrot. You could take an egg. You could take a coffee bean. I don't care. But, but the part that hit me so hard was when he dropped that analogy and the spirit said, yes, sir, that'll preach. And I said, yeah, yes, sir, that will preach. It came back to me. He said, what, what are you doing to be the coffee bean? What are you doing to be pressed, to be crushed, to be useful in the water? What are you doing on a daily basis? What are we doing as a church? That's my hope. So I'm going to stop with the team; these two leaving, and just kind of land this plane with you guys as a church body. What are we doing? You know, there comes a time in the beginning of your walk with Christ that church in general, around the body of believers, is what can I get? I need feeding from the Spirit. I am young in my walk with Christ, and I need what he has to offer. But there comes a part of life, I'm going to call it sanctification, the beginning of that process, where your mind share switches from what does God have for me to what do I have for God. There will come that point, and it is no judgment if you're on one side or the other of that, but if you are on the post side of that where it says what can I do for God as opposed to what does God have for me, if you're on the post side of that, you are a coffee bean. You are living in this world as a coffee bean and you are forced to change the water around you. You are forced to take trials and tribulations and your character is supposed to be so good that people know that Jesus in you just because of what you emanate out of your heart and your mouth makes. You see that? That was a circle. and I wasn't ready for that. So I want you to leave this morning with just one thought. I don't care if it's today, last month, this year, but am I a character? Am I an egg? Or am I a coffee? How am I the word? Cindy's playing the song. We're gonna end with that. I'm you here in a minute. We haven't done it as a priest, even. She just started to learn it, but she's not ready to sing it. But I asked her, because the words are sufficient for today. If you take nothing when you get there, We don't have to worry about tomorrow. Nothing about tomorrow Do you have to worry about. Worry about today. Worry about how you carry yourself today. Worry about today because he's sufficient. Every ounce of this word, every time you pick it up, you will find out that there's not a place in there that he's going to fail you. There's not a piece in there that you can't drive yourself back to to feel better about what's happening in life. And you will find out that he's never failed any one of us, and he'll never fail you. Even when you think you're being failed by the world around, God will not fail you. You'll learn this song, you'll hear this song, and you'll say, my God is sufficient for today. Because tomorrow we can't work. Amen? Alright, stay with us.